exploring the mysteries of life and the cosmos with an overwhelming desire to uncover buried truth, discovering whether or not human beings purposefully manipulated the world or something more spiritual has happened or is happening. Researching a wide range of topics such as conspiracies, religion, spirituality, science, health, and history, Apple of Perception delves into the beyond, where nothing is off-limits. This is Apple of Perception Podcast. If the world is an enigma, then everyone is either telling their own truths and or we're all pathological liars. Because everything is consciousness, choice dictates reality, and the truth is within. I'm your host, Joseph Edward Vinay. We're going to get into the reading of my book again. Uh, it's going to be a description of what I commonly and repeatedly call the apple of perception, which is my concept of the optics of how we perceive the world uh, from the individual perspective. Uh, the chapter is called Word, and it refers to most of the individual experience. Um, let's get into it. The apple of Perception by J. E. Vinay, Part 1, Chapter 5, Word. There is much history to this invisible etheric energy, which Christians call the Word of God. It is said to have created and sustains all things. This concept calls for further clarity, as there are many ways it can be described throughout the ages. Some call this energy life itself, others the lost word, and in fiction it has been dubbed the silent flute. It is unseen and immeasurable, but we can discern its existence through logic. As stated before, in Norse mythology, the main pathways of this energy make up the trunk and branches of the world tree known as Yggdrasil, and its many realms. In that theory, our Earth sits immovable in the middle as the realm of Midgard, which is under the dome of the frost giant Ymir's skull. It is impossible for us to see the sources of this energy because of the firmament, Ymir's skull, in comparison with Norse mythology, and also the power that surrounds the world, Jormungandr, the world serpent. We only observe what manifests as a result from intermingling of the etheric energies. Invisible electromagnetic plasma waves, etheric energy, the word of God, waters of heaven, spirit wind, aether, waverer, nayer, shrieker, whistler, squall, etc. All these terms are the same thing in different etheric dimensional densities, space domains, and frequencies, whatever you will call it. They have their source in this and all the other realms. The world we perceive is manifested from influences from all eternity, through the looking glass of our own firmament, which is the giant skull of the individual. Compared to our physical skull, the giant skull is the reach of our perception, where our own individual horizon and zenith are made finite. It is our personal bubble of existence, our apple of perception. Essentially every human being who has a bubble of existence of their own 
interact with every other human being, just like the different spheres on the world tree. The sources of energy are all of humanity, as a conscious collective. These higher and lower realms are known to different religions as different things. Examples include the realms of the world tree, Yggdrasil, Asgard and Valhalla, etc. Most English Bibles refer to these realms as nations. In the last 12 books of the Old Testament especially, they are not the perceived barren planets within our solar system, but these planets we see do reflect the influences from these realms. They are pools of collective consciousness, groups of people sharing similar frequency and outlook on life. Parallels to these conscious concepts are reflected in the chakra system and the Kabbalah. There are also inner and heavenly cities in the Hindu and Buddhist religions. They symbolize a gauge of spiritual development for an individual and display the quality of different phases or frequencies their energies can have. We name the perceivable light that resonates near our earthly firmament the Van Allen Belts. It is likened to the limit to the perceptions of the observer that is philosophically not traversable. It is a common belief that no human being has ever traversed this limit of perception that we call the Van Allen Belts, save possibly Gilgamesh, Ezekiel, Enoch, Thor, Hercules, and other men of unbelievable tales of spiritual truth. Whether or not these stories reflect things that actually physically occurred, or if they mean through myth to reflect conscious changes within us, will always be unknown due to the prime directive. It's possible both are true. The physical world is meant to reflect the conscious changes within us, it is very possible the same stories are always repeated and they are always true because the rising of consciousness reflects the same concepts through physical detail. Understanding all this brings a different understanding of history, science, and health entirely. Weird things we thought were trivial actually have purposes, if not physically, then symbolically. Effects of these concepts operate on levels that are not entirely within our level of perception. When we understand all of this, we begin to see how the firmament above the earth, told in Genesis, can put on such a light show. Abraham was told by God that he will have as many descendants as there are stars in the sky. This story queries the modern mystic in terms of quantum physics and suggests that time in the celestial heavens is cyclical and is directly connected to our individual experiences on earth. We are told in the Bible the world is immovable, fixed upon its foundations, and all that we see are signs. Throughout history, many of these allegorical teachings have been taken literally. Logical representations of flatter theory, which there are few, always have the same things in common, the North Pole in the center and the South Pole stretching around the perimeter. This shows how all that orbits really is held in by the energy that flows through the North Pole, the trunk of the world tree.
the canyon bunt pan-like model of flat earth proposed by the Roman Catholic Church in the late 1800s explains how the equator can be warmer than the other areas of the world. Energy bounces around acoustically causing there to be more activity around the equator line and less near the poles. This is how the church explained our climates. We must always remember that we have a limit to our perception, and that is why we do not see the true nature of the lay of the land. We only perceive what enters the windows of our soul, our eyes. All the light we perceive comes from sources that sustain our presence, our chosen harmonic resonance. Therefore, we cannot perceive all that is from our point on the surface of the earth. In truth, we are neither our bodies nor our brains, but we are experiencing the creation from an immovable throne that exists on another etheric or dimensional plane, outside time and space. Consciousness itself is not solely within the physical body, but is the entire universe. Imagine a plasma ball that has small glass balls all inside of one giant glass ball, all of which rotate and orbit like our heliocentric solar system. This would give us a much better idea of how this invisible energy transmutes in frequency as it travels through different areas of capacitance. It would show how the lights we see in the heavens are only from gates in the firmament above us, as is described in the Book of Enoch. If you imagine it in your mind's eye, you would see brilliant tree of lightning connecting all the glass balls, just as the world tree Yggdrasil of Norse mythology is represented. Current ongoing projects that utilize this concept are such theories as the electric universe. Research groups such as the Thunderbolts and Suspicious Observers have a good grasp on how these electromagnetic connections affect our world, and do so by explaining craters as electrical scarring and predict earthquakes and weather anomalies due to activity in the sun. Though as the plasma ball demonstration would suggest that Earth is a spherical object, many theorize otherwise. Remember how charge transmutes as it descends, due to our atmosphere being increasing in density, the lower to the surface you come? Light refracts. Each and every one of us is connected to each and every other thing in existence. Therefore, perception bends outward toward eternity and ultimately back into yourself. Yet the reality of it is that we sit under the throne catching the scraps from the banquet of heaven. That is, our ego selves do. Physically, in order to maintain energy in place, there must be capacitance. The picture in this book represented here is the world of the Hebrews, as depicted in Genesis in the Bible's First Testament. This image is identical to the realm of Midgar of Norse mythology, the Yggdrasil tree, the center, the tree of life, and it relates to all the original flat earth concepts. Is it not impossible that this is in fact the way the world works, if not as a physical perception, but as a spiritual reality. Is it not a doubt to any child 
that the earth does not move. We don't wake up in the morning and judge how far our house has traveled since we've fallen asleep, just as a child does not deny the truth of the heart. Instinctively, we feel the truth, yet we come up with every trick to make ourselves think otherwise. Not to say the world cannot be round, but to further point out that we rely on worldly things to dictate to us our own lives. The world can be anything. It can be an inside-out peanut, if we all choose to believe it as such. Much debate can return pertaining to the Cold War and how the everyday American believes without a doubt mankind has landed on the moon. Whether or not that is true, Russian cosmonauts still have no record of ever leaving upper Earth orbit and cannot conceive a way to do so. Space probes and travel into the star ocean is more comparable to extending your imaginative perception into the panoramic display of a kaleidoscope. But then again, isn't this what happens to conscious energy every day here on Earth throughout our daily life? Anything is possible. Space and our solar system exist. Saying it doesn't is not the argument philosophy and religion have made throughout the ages. The belief is that the creation exists as a hyperdimensional projections of light and that all consciousness actually exists within a single point. And within that single point is the entire universe. Optics involving the individual's subjective experience are incalculable and ground for speculation. The philosophical observer of spiritual truths is the traveler of physical space and the spiritual world tree. To travel throughout physical life and through a spiritual journey are one and the same. There are more theories that still follow the idea of the flow of this invisible etheric energy. The world tree theory is good at showing how influence travels through the many nations or realms, but there are many more ideas that are applicable. There is much artwork around the world that supports these theories, like dome frescoes found in many churches and government buildings, also images of the Holy Spirit, that are usually found on plates and stained glass windows. Even the Mayan calendar shows the Creator God centered on a disk with all else that exists surrounding it. These are akin to the visual and the lesson of the Seal of Solomon, that consciousness fractals out into the universe. More on the Seal of Solomon in a later chapter. There are also many hollow earth theories that could go hand in hand with this idea. Hollow earth theories revolve around the stories of Olaf Jansen in the book A Smoky God, and the diary of Admiral Byrd, who documented meeting a technologically advanced society after flying over the North Pole. Also, the Tibetan monks perpetuate the stories of Shambhala, the spiritual city that resides within the Earth. Understanding the concept behind this invisible etheric energy is extremely difficult thanks to divide-and-conquer techniques utilized by global conquest mongers. We have many different names and ideas for the same things because of pagan lore and traditions that worship nature instead of what perpetuates nature. In other words, worshippers of the creation and not the creator. 
We're blinded by meaningless tradition, false histories, and unfound sciences taken as a given and taught to all. There is a myth in ancient Babylon that the King Nimrod rebelliously identified himself as God to his people, and upon his mortal death his wife, Semiramis, notified the people of his rebirth in their son, Tammu. Back when the entire world was united, all were fooled by this towering concept of God-kings, which made rebellious men recognized as God. Nimrod symbolically erected a tower that brought him to God. Through ritualistic worship of Nimrod, the attentions of many were drawn together and a tower of invisible energy was built. This was the reason behind the Creator God scattering the people and changing their tongues at the Tower of Babylon. It was done for their safety against insane tyranny. This may be the origin of the Prime Directive, at least one of the times this happened, because the concept of God-Kings ruling over people less than themselves is one that pops up a lot throughout history. Since then, the lineages of Nimrod have been attempting global conquest, utilizing the same divide and conquer techniques that had defeated them. The global elite that sit behind the curtain manipulating our governments and corporations are remnants of Babylon, and they continue to pollute the mind and body of all mankind. They continue to control the media and the governments and bring about a single-minded worldview that is meant to copy and paste itself into the minds of every individual on the planet. They introduce conformity, which keeps us bound to a single end of a fractal, one single possible outcome oppressing the will of all other facets to not create anything outside of it, all due to their worship of earthly things. That is a lower mindset of thinking, but easily believed. It seems that all realms or spatial dimensions leave their mark on the same terrestrial earth, be it in modern times, ancient, or future. It's possible that the multiverse and different times are the same thing. It seems no matter our desire to live in a beautiful, bountiful world, we will always encounter physical evidence that reminds us of how bleak life can be. The forced polarization of the masses is reflected in the many languages and their alphabets. Not only are they warped and based off of similar concepts, and often each letter representing conscious concepts, but there is also the fact that mankind digressed from using picture languages to the use of character languages. We fell from understanding all the concepts of a symbol to only understanding the narrative derived from written words from the specific alphabet that we understand. We have to begin to weigh the sources of all the knowledge we've gained in life and question all the things we originally have taken for granted. As a Roman Catholic, one may think they can trust their new American Bible for things, thinking it infallible. That is, until we learn it was altered numerous times and has had many books removed from it. Then we learn of the Spanish Inquisition and the genocide of the Cathars, and we think, how are these the same people I worship? Roman Catholic beliefs and tradition don't even come from the Bible itself, 
but from history involving the merging of cultures due to the conquering of lands and people. The traditions we grew up with are an amalgam of traditions that post-date the Bible, put together to forge new unities between people that were kept separate. Numerous religions have different traditions and different ideas of faith because they have been purposefully separated and set against each other. The same goes for our many governments and nations of the known earth. Whatever your beliefs are, you have to understand that the true war that is going on is not for land, not for resources. The war is meant to conquer your mind and to win your very soul. Whether it is vampiric entities, demons, or men, their mongering is meant to use you to fill their cup and build their tower. All of this duality exists for a reason. We can never know what it is like for someone to take their foot off our neck if we've never had someone's foot on our neck in the first place. Duality exists for the individual and the collective spirit to learn perspective. The specifics of science and health offered in this work feign in comparison of the importance of having good moral standards. This is because the origin of etheric energy which forges and sustains the physical world is within man and wielded by man's choice. We should realize that the true temple of God is within you, the temple of the soul. This would mean that even the hygiene methods taught in the Bible weren't just weird signs of the times, but could be of great importance. To build the throne of God is to conjure consciousness through you by discipline of purity. Our bodies are essentially the Ophanim, orphaned angels of the Talmud, who hold the throne of God. The important thing to take away from this is that we are all one unified consciousness. God is linked into all things, and through all things, God experiences life. No energy is ever lost, but always recycled and made into something new. This unseen etheric energy ties us all together. It holds us here for a time, and it brings us away when we're done. We are bound by the covenant, which gives us free will, to have our individuality by horsing or hosting the universal consciousness of the Creator down onto the throne of our physical being, in order to experience life freely behind a veil that separates us from the rest of eternity. We are free radicals of conscious energy, forging a reality based on our own free will. And that's the end of part one, chapter five. Next time we get into part one, chapter six, which is the end of part one on weird. And that is on faith. Remember, you can support this program by purchasing a copy of Apple of Perception by J.E. Benet. That's D-E-N-N-E. It is available as of February 2019 on Kindle and paperback through Amazon. Until next time, I am Joseph Edward Benet. Take it easy.